From the Anantar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's LaVeca, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 1063. Mm. Uh, two quick things as we get closer and closer to the end of 2023. I'm seeing things on social media already. Again, Theo Dorsey here, LaVeca, Theo, and Stone. Ken's out. He's got court duties. Stone Lebanowitz in with me here. Big Teddy takeover. Um, Number one, I... Love, 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 love seeing the end of year recaps, videos, TikToks, the reels, seeing your growth from January through November slash December. Love that stuff, man. Big fan of the character development I'm seeing here on social media. One thing I don't give a damn about is your Spotify wrapped. I'm sorry. One more I, time for the people in the I, back. I couldn't care less about your top five artists you listen to and how many hours you spent grooving to to what Taylor Swift Olivia and your, Rodrigo yeah, and Bad Bunny and your, I, I don't I, I couldn't care less I don't you don't have to post that Spotify I get it they pump it out to you, you think it's cute think it's quirky oh my god look look at me I listen to Nelly I listen to Nelly. This is my fourth most artist this year. I, I just love hot in here. I don't care. Keep that to yourself. Put it on your close friends on Instagram or something. Those are the only people that might give a damn about it. I don't care about your Spotify rap. That's just me. Uh, we got listening lunch to get to here. We got listening lunch. And listening lunch here on LaVica, Theo, and Stone is brought to you by who, Stone? Me. Well, I almost said Mr., but I mean, it's an entity. So Baptist yeah. Health Orthopedic Care. <laughs> Are you experiencing foot and ankle pain? Did you see an expert in the field? You know who's not experiencing any more pain? That'd be Aaron Rodgers. All right, onward. Uh, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care is a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who are regarded as leaders in their specialty. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho to learn more today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians and lead against treatments and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit BaptistHealth.net slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting BaptistHealth.net slash ortho. As Stone Labanowitz said, Aaron Rodgers returning from injured reserve, practicing with the team this week. It was announced just 30 minutes, less than that ago. It's been less than three months since he tore his Achilles on the opening night of this NFL season. He's back practicing, and um, he'll be playing on, you know, it'll be at the Meadowlands. If he does play for the Jets, it will be on that same turf, the same turf that popped his Achilles, that popped Jalen Phillips' Achilles for the Miami Dolphins, and it's going to be on a newly repaired Achilles, so hopefully that, that, that turf don't go three for three. We'll have to see. Uh, it's the listening lunch here. On the Vic of Theo and Stone. Sorry to put that. Stone has been excited ever since he heard about this Aaron Rodgers news. He's been all perked up, smiling ear to ear. And it looked he looked a little down when I even mentioned the thought of Aaron Rodgers re-injuring that Achilles on that same monster turf. Well, karma's a B. So I'll let uh, karma, whether it's a gal or a guy, <laughs> come back and uh, bite you in the but ass. You That's my, on you. You want me to pop my Achilles? You're the one going on a bachelor trip. You just try to put that in the air. Good luck out there. I already messed up my wrist, by the way. Yep. I messed up my. I think it's sprained. I don't know what it is. 
I, my in-laws, they had a basketball court over there at the crib yep. for Thanksgiving week. And um, a little too much hooping. Ball was life for about three or four days. And, um, yeah, my, my left wrist, you know, I'm a lefty. Flicking that thing, it's a, it's a little messed up now. Karma is a B. For all of you rooting on Aaron Rodgers' downfall, we will see. A little poem I wrote during the break. That was actually pretty good. Uh, I can't be mad at that. One quarterback that's almost stole the, the, the attention of the nation and the hearts of the nation, and it feels like you know every five years now we have an Alabama quarterback that does this, is Jalen Milrow and Stone. As we open up the listening lunch, why not hear from the back-to-back national championship winning coach, Kirby Smart from Bainbridge, Georgia, head of the Bulldogs, speaking on specifically – just how tough Jalen Milrow will be the face for his Bulldogs in the SEC championship game. And he did one thing that I love. He invoked the name of a very, very polarizing former college football quarterback. When you were talking about Milrow, are those like Tim Tebow characteristics with the size, the speed, and the running ability? No offense to Tim Tebow, but he's, he's this guy's different. You know, Tim was... Uh, you know, I mean, he was just—it was a different, different running style. You know, very different running style in terms of uh, what they did and, and how they did things. Um, this guy's—I mean, it's like when I was when I used to ask my, my sons who they were playing with on the Madden game, and they would say, "I'm playing with the Ravens," and I would say, "Why are you playing with the Ravens?" And they would say, "I got—they got Lamar Jackson, and nobody can tackle him." Well, this guy's a, a bigger, physical version of of that. He's playing in a different speed. Uh, than everybody else when you watch it. And that's the way the Madden game was for him. And, uh, you know, people, the guy throws the ball really well. Alabama's going to beat Georgia in the SEC championship game, and Jalen Milrow is going to be the reason why. The Crimson Tide have looked like a completely different team on the back end of this season than they did on the front end when there were all these questions around the signal caller. All these, I mean, Jalen Milrow literally got benched somewhat for a game as they tried out new quarterbacks following that, you know, abysmal, not abysmal, but disheartening Texas loss. In big games this year, since then, Jalen Milrow, just as as Kirby Smart alluded to, has leaned on his ability to run, his legs, his ability to create outside of the realms of what you expect from a normal quarterback to win games. In that Auburn game, 18 carries, bucko seven. In the LSU game where they blew the Tigers out, 20 carries, a buck 55, all on the ground, four rushing touchdowns against LSU. Jalen Milrow is a problem. And the best way to beat these dominant teams like the Georgias is the same way that dominant teams like Bama used to get beat back in the early 2010s. A dynamic, dual-threat quarterback, a, a guy that has a cannon for an arm, and also tree trunks for legs, and can't be brought down. Jalen Milrow is going to be the reason why Bama beats George. Yeah, shout out Cam Newton for that 2010s plug. I, yeah. I, I caught it. 100% the, the <laughs> way to go here. When you talk about how to beat some of these big teams, you're, you're right on the money, right? Extending some of these drives, winning the time of possession battle, yeah. sneaking in a turnover, and you need a guy who can extend plays with his legs like Jalen Milrow, who, like he can do. There are playmakers all over that field. Uh, that's exactly what you do, right? You, you find your way out of third and six by him tucking and going. And then, like I said, try, try to find a way to... Do exactly what Auburn did to you the week prior. Yeah. Right? Absolutely Muck dominate you. Yeah. Muck that thing up in the time of possession battle. Extend drives when they shouldn't be extended. And there's no other popcorn player to do that than Mr. Jalen Milrow. I love what Kirby had to say, and I, I'd co-sign on all of it. And the biggest thing now is Jalen Milrow has the confidence and the momentum that he needs coming into this game to really believe. He, he believes it's not just 
capable. He's not just capable of it. It's not just possible that this Alabama team is destined. When you're up against the ropes in the Iron Bowl, and it's fourth and 31, fourth and goal from the 31. I was going to say fourth me. and goal. Yeah, fourth and goal from the 31. And on their last chance, you heave up a ball like that that's caught, and it just looks like a sound football play. It didn't even look like luck. That was pure skill. For him to make that throw in that moment and then exclaim afterwards to give me the dang on Heisman, that dude is flooded with confidence. That team is moving with mountainous momentum, and I I do believe that's going to be why Bama's able to upset Georgia with nothing to lose, by the way. Bama, again, after they lost to Texas, we thought it was over for them. They've climbed their way all the way back in this thing, and they have a shot to make it into the top four and really put the college football playoff committee uh, really on their heels. I I love what Milrose is about to do to Georgia. Yeah, bingo. And I also love playing out these hypotheticals or even just reverting time and talking about certain things like this. If we were to ask ourselves as Alabama supporters, now I've been on them all season long. You have, um, you've been saying it since the, since the jump. Yeah, since the yeah. jump. And, and a couple of weeks ago, maybe a month ago, we did buy or sell who's stocky grabbing. Right? This Bama. was when Alabama was big time plus money to get into the playoff. And here they are at plus 140 to do it. But if we were to ask ourselves uh, the week of the USF game that Jalen Miller was benched for, Ty Simpson got to start. If they were going to be playing in an SEC championship game, let alone plus 180 on the money line to beat the Georgia Bulldogs with Jalen Milrow behind center and at the helm, we probably would have called you crazy. I've been a supporter. I I don't think you mismanaged the situation that bad, Nick Saban. You might have inspired Jalen Milrow to play better football once you put him on the bench. Yeah. Had to uh, kind of internally look at himself, figure things out. I do think this Alabama team is really dangerous because of him. Yeah, and and Kirby Smart's not one to just flippantly say things. He's not one to like mince words either. I covered the dude out there in Athens uh, at the beginning of his run uh, with the Georgia Bulldogs. He's real, he's raw, and he knows that Jalen Milrow is the kind of guy that can flip any game on his head. And what he said for those who are like, whoa, 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 especially some Tim Tebow stands, which we have plenty in this market. Yeah. He, what he said wasn't a lie. No. You can't even compare the two. No. They're two totally different runners, two totally different playmakers with the ball in their hand. He's just... I don't want to say bigger and leaner because he's not, but he's quicker. Yeah. He moves faster he's laterally. Fat. There's just things that Jalen Milrow can do better than Tim Tebow could, and there are things that Tim Tebow could do better than Jalen Milrow could. 100%. Nothing he said was a lie. 100%. 100%. And, I'll, and it's going to be – that's why the SEC, I can't wait for the SEC championship game. I'll be in Cancun. Um, I'll have to figure out a way if I'm going to be actually watching it or if I'm going to be lost in the sauce out there for the bachelor trip. But I, you know, I can give you play-by-play. Th- I appreciate that. Yeah. I'll just tap in. I'll get one. I'll put an AirPod in. And if they, lose, we just, if they lose, we just don't show up on Monday and leave Ken yeah. to yeah. do the show by himself. We act like it never happened. It, it never happened. Just keep it pushing. Man. Um, okay, continuing with our listening lunch. Continue with our listening lunch because Kirby Smart, that was a perfect way to kick things off. I think it's only right that we go from Kirby Smart talking about the praises of Jalen Milrow to one last time stumping on the Florida State fans. I got to go back to Paul Feinbaum here. At the beginning of the show, we asked people to give us your best four teams in college football. I gave mine. Stone gave his. Neither one of us had Florida State in it. And Paul Feinbaum on ESPN somewhat, no matter what happens this weekend, agreeing with us. To me, it should be about Florida State, and and I know what everyone wants to say. I don't really care about the argument that Florida State is a undefeated Power Five champion. I mean, so what? They're beating Louisville, which lost to a pedestrian Kentucky team last week. To me, uh, Alabama and, and Texas are, are razor close. I, I'll give Alabama the edge for one reason, because they would have beaten the biggest bully in the land, and that should count for something. Uh, that game on September 9th is important. 
important, but it's not very important to me because when my eyes look at college football, I will see a better team in Alabama. And it's a lot different conference in the ACC and the Big 12 right now. Nas, Nas, a Florida State fan, chimes in here on Instagram. Again, you could chime in at Theo Dorsey TV on Instagram. FSU fan here, as soon as our quarterback went down, I knew we had no shot at the playoff. It's, it is what it is. Is it that hard to be honest? It, it, I feel like it shouldn't be, but again, you're a fan. And part of fan, fan is short for fanatic. And I get it. You got to go for your team and root for them through thick and thin. And you got to believe even when it feels unbelievable. You got to, you know, sing their praises and fight against any quote unquote hater. I, I appreciate the stance of fans, but I'm a realist. I'm a realist. And, and the Florida State football team just isn't, they're not one of the four best teams in the nation. Not without Jordan Travis. If you're the same fan that wanted Jordan Travis to win the Heisman two, three weeks ago, then you need to also be honest with yourself and say, we no longer have the guy that I think should have won the Heisman. And that has to count for something. It does. And, and another way to look at this too, Florida State fans, in a sense, are getting ahead of themselves, even having the college football playoff conversation. You have a game to play. You do Saturday. have a game. Stolen Banner think the, thinks the wrong team is favored in that oh. game. You, you, Tate Rodemaker is favored at home. I get it. Right? We can talk about being favored at home and it's costly. It's worth three points. We can What's do that. Charlotte? Two and a half point favorites. Neutral site. I don't even think that's correct. And also, this is the worst time to be facing a, a Louisville team. The worst time to be facing a Louisville team who held a double digit lead in the fourth quarter, ended up losing to Kentucky last weekend. Some would call that a sandwich spot for Louisville, knowing that yeah. they were already booked for Charlotte to play in the ACC championship game. They lost that game because they were probably breaking down too much Florida State tape, looking ahead, knowing that this is what we have on deck. Who cares? Kentucky doesn't mean anything, and they dropped the game to Kentucky. So now you have an extra dialed in Louisville team. Two and a half point dogs, neutral site. I think Louisville wins the game outright. So th- there's another angle to uh, approach with it here is Florida State you shouldn't even be having the college football playoff conversation. Mm. Now, I know you're saying if you win, you're in. So in a sense, you are having the conversation, but you need to give Louisville more of your attention. Because if you lose that game, if you lose that game, yeah, we won't speak of you until week one, week zero, when if, you play an FCS team and Tate Rodemaker's your starting quarterback. That's the next time we'll, we'll, we'll mouth your team's name. And it's not a shoo-in, right? This isn't Michigan versus Iowa. This isn't Texas versus who they got, Iowa State? Uh, Texas? Texas? Oklahoma Texas? State. Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State. This isn't, this isn't the Big 12 championship. It's not. Or the Big 10 championship, which are, are wrapped up. We could put a bow on those things. We don't need to play them. Hey, stay healthy. Get through the game. Florida State's got to pull out all the stops to make sure they get through Louisville. And if they don't, then we're wasting our breath even mentioning it. And I'll take it a step further. I don't think any of us are, are bold enough to say that Louisville's a better football team than Florida. But they are a better football team than Florida without its starting quarterback yes. and a true freshman Max, Max Brown behind center. So if you want to, you know, boast your Florida win and prance all over the place with that thing, well, Louisville's a complete football team. Yeah, and they have their quarterback, and they've been waiting for you. So I think they, they, they should be taken a lot more seriously than they are. Like I said, and don't discount the fact that this is the Louisville team that would love nothing more than to end their season by ruining the hopes of Knowles fans, and then still going to the Capital One Orange Bowl and having a shot at Ohio State. That's how you really put a stamp 
on a year one under Jeff Brom if you're Louisville. You don't think the Cardinals locker room isn't just chomping at the bit to, to, to put a nail in the coffin of Florida State fans? And, and that's not even a real serious back-and-forth rivalry. But it's still an ACC opponent that has national championship hopes. And all of their fans right now, like you just mentioned, Stone, are overlooking that game. They're saying, when and we're in, when and we're in. We should be in the top four. Hold on. When ain't so easy. Louisville's around that corner, and they got something to say. I'm building a little uh, championship weekend best bets list here. We got two so far. We're both hammering Alabama money line at plus 180. Need it. Give us the Louisville Cardinals at plus 120. Ooh. We'll do them both. We'll do them both. Tail at your own risk, though. Put that in the parlay, boy. You are uh, coming up. Uh, continuing the listening lunch here on the Vicar Theo and Stone. Again, Ken out. I think this is right about the time he's going to have to testify. So hopefully uh, my, my guy's uh, <laughs> saying the right things up there on the stand. I need to go to the NFL, Stone LeBanowitz. Um, this... This has been one of the weirder NFL seasons, right? We've had a lot of uh, contenders fall off and the Bills and the Bengals and then the NFC side. Uh, we got the Lions having a stinker on Turkey Day out of nowhere, kind of reverting back to old form. And then we got guys like the wide receiver for the Miami Dolphins hopping on shows. What was this, on an ESPN show or, or – so, so I'm confused at where this came from. I believe it was Paramount Plus. I believe Paramount it was Plus. a soccer broadcast. Nonetheless, it was held in Miami. So yeah. just shout out Paramount here. Paramount Plus, Tyreek Hill. He was asked about this Miami Dolphins team in comparison to the Super Bowl championship team that, that he won. Or actually, he wasn't even asked about it. He brought him up out of nowhere. He was asked if the Dolphins could win the Super Bowl this year, and he got a little big, a little too big for his britches. Here's Tyreek Hill. On it's a beautiful thing to see. Like the way we practice, like the way um, we play for one another, is is something that I've never seen before in a team. Like I won a Super Bowl, and I feel like this is probably the the better team oh than God. when we won a Super Bowl back when I was on KC. Obviously, man. So Ew. cut it, cut it. You heard the you heard the response as soon as he said it. First Ooh, of all, damn. Now, if Tyreek Hill was asked directly to compare the two teams, I would not knock the brother at all for saying the team I'm currently on, the guys I'm currently fighting with, are better than my Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs. That's fair, right, Stone? Because any it team is. you're on currently, you should say is best than, better than anyone before. By default. He brought this up unprovoked. He spoke the name of Chiefs Kingdom again because it stays on his mind because he sees what's happening out there and he knows that that is the greater team and they might just get him in the playoffs this year just like they got him in Germany. He brought up the Chiefs unprovoked here. And I just got to ask you as a guy that follows the Dolphins more closely, you don't really pull for them, but you know, you're kind of in that Dolphins circle. When the Dolphins are good, it makes our job easier. Why? Why, why is Tyreek Hill still poking the grizzly bear? Why is Tyreek Hill... Still trying to stir up things for none other than Patrick Mahomes. First of all, don't call the Kansas City Chiefs grizzly they bears are. right now. They are the not the farthest thing from a grizzly bear, but they're not a grizzly bear. The last five AFC championships have been played where? They're not a grizzly bear right now, though. So don't say you poke the grizzly. You can poke the the, the cub or whatever. I mean, they, they're not flexing everything right Arrowhead now. Arrowhead Stadium. And I also, I also, this isn't this team. Arrowhead I agree with Tyreek Hill, and here's why. 2021. The Dolphins may actually be a better team than the Kansas City Chiefs were when they won the Super Bowl, but the Kansas City Chiefs were led by Patrick Mahomes, yes. so therefore having a better quarterback. Yeah. But I do think... Most important position. On paper right now, 
And as a whole, the Dolphins are a better team than the Kansas City Chiefs are. Not are, were. Were when they won a Super Bowl. I can't really knock the statement. There are some arguments to back it. So who's the best player on the Dolphins right now? It's Tyreek Hill. Okay. He was on that Chiefs team, and he wasn't the best player on the Chiefs. So I <laughs> help me out here. The Dolphins are a better team than the Kansas City Chiefs team that won the Super Bowl. They just had a better quarterback in Patrick Mahomes to take them and get them past the finish line. I don't think it's that absurd of a statement. Is you want to go on the defensive yeah. side of the ball? Because I don't think you do. Chris Jones? I don't think you do. Jalen Ramsey? Chris Jones is... As dominant, if not better, than any current Dolphins player, and he was that year. Chris Jones. Line Chris Jones and Christian Wilkins up two Pro Bowl caliber players. Yeah. I mean, come on, that's marginal. It's pretty so, close. So, so well, that's a wash. It's pretty, it's close. You can go the rest of that defense, too, with a healthy Jalen Phillips, a Jalen Ramsey, and Xavier Howard. You can't really pull names like that from the team that won the Super Bowl with the Chiefs. Those are names, but the production. And I think that's the biggest difference. And also, the gap at quarterback the, is colossal. The gap at quarterback is, I almost think, something that we're not even allowed to argue. Yeah. Like, I, I, we get it, right? We, we understand. I just think, if he says we're a better team than KC was, I, I think there are more arguments his side than there are the other. I just, Patrick Mahomes trumps, trumps them all. I, I, I get that. I highly doubt that there are. I, But I will say I am biased as a Chiefs fan, so I'll let that go. Before we go to break, I do need to hear... Because this is a conversation I've been wanting to have for a while. Jaime Jaquez Jr., the Miami Heat forward slash guard, rookie. He's getting the praises sung to him by all people all over the league. But when you hear a guy like Tim Legler speak specifically on Jaime, kind of gets the, the hairs on the back of my neck standing up. I, incredibly impressed how polished he is. He's certain of himself. You talked about his passing. I think the thing that stands out to me, and this is very unusual for a young player in the NBA because everything's happening faster. The, the, the arms are longer. The spaces are tighter. Like everything looks muddled when you're, especially you know, for a guard, it's just starting out and, and it's just a completely different level of athleticism and you know your, your field of vision is less. What I noticed with his passing is he's this rare player that can make a cut when whoever, say Jimmy Butler, Bam, whoever has the ball on, on the on the short ISO area on the wing, and now there's traffic coming their way, he'll make the weak side cut. But JJ, he understands that on the cut prior to the ball coming in his direction, he already knows what the rotation is going to be and where his pass is going to go. And that's very unusual for a young player because most guys are going to cut on that. And that's all I wanted to see. Jaime Jaquez Jr. already having a better rookie campaign. We'll get into that and more. Comparing him then, Scoot Henderson of those Portland Trailblazers. Can't wait to dig into that. That was the Listening Lunch. We got more here on Levicka Theo and Stone. I'm Theo Dorsey. That's Stone LeBanowitz. You're listening to ESPN 106.3. It's cold outside, baby. It's very, very cold outside. So cold, I can't even comfortably sit out in my outdoor courtyard area with my shirt off. That was one of my favorite things to do, and I still love doing it. It's being shirt off, being free, but, you know, in my little courtyard area, and I would watch sports games. Do you get whistled at, like, by the neighbors? Of course. Okay. Of course. My fiance hates that. It's part of it. Though, I would say that's why you do it. It's part of why I do it. I want, to be, I want them to kind of see a glimpse of me. And I want to make sure you still got it. I still have it, right? 
And shout out to my neighbors. You know, appreciate the love. I get it, too. Sometimes I throw a little baby oil on just, hey. you know what I'm saying? Just to, you know, you, you got to spruce it up. You going to do that on your bachelor trip this weekend? Uh, I'm not allowed to to do any baby oil uh, on the bachelor trip this weekend. What a coward. I, I know. I know. Maybe a little cocoa butter on the chest when okay. I have my buttons down. Yes, sir. One, two, three, Cancun. Uh, but since I can't do that anymore, and I'm going to be watching more games indoors with it being cooler, no better place to watch any football game or hockey game or NBA game than at your neighborhood Duffy's Sports Grill. And also, we've been talking about the Capital One Orange Bowl. Here's a special thing. You might want to start watching more games at Duffy's Sports Grill's ASAP because this promotion is, well, it's got a deadline. Wednesday, December 13th is the very final day. So up until then, every single time you visit a Duffy Sports Grill, you, as an active MVP, and again, you sign up at Duffy'sMVP.com, enter into a drawing to win the grand prize. Well, Theo, what's the grand prize? (laughs) Glad you asked. The grand prize is two tickets to the Capital One Orange Bowl on December 30th at Hard Rock Stadium. It also comes with a one-night hotel stay at an area hotel and... $100 towards transportation to and from the stadium. That's just for going to a Duffy Sports Grill, being an MVP, and eating some delectable food. Award-winning burgers, award-winning wings, two-for-one drinks all day, every day. You enjoy the, the, the great gift that is Duffy Sports Grill, and you might just get an even greater gift as well with tickets to the Capital One Orange Bowl game. Sign up for your MVP card today at Duffy Sports Grill. Duffy'sMVP.com. And remember, at Duffy's, our game is always on. The teams that's going to need their games on this weekend will be those vaunted teams going up in the conference championship games. Your Florida States of the world, uh, uh, your your Louisville's is going to try to take them off. You're going to want Michigan, Alabama, you know, Georgia. These teams fighting for those four spots. And we've been talking college football playoffs um, all day here on LaVica, Theo, and Stone. Uh, I, I think it is time to shift that focus a little bit. I want to show some love to the NBA, specifically the Miami Heat, even though they want, they didn't make the the in season tournament. Are you a little disappointed, Stone? I am. Um, in in what we got there, the 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 eight teams that are left in it. Uh, well, in regards to the tournament, I love it. I'm on board with it all. Yeah, I've been following it all. I'm trying to keep up with some of the rules and stuff that the players and coaches still don't even understand. But in regards to the Miami Heat, yeah, I'm a little disappointed. Right, you spent millions on those jerseys. <laughs> We spent millions on that court. court looks, it was it was good. We, we, it grew on us. We liked the court. It, it grew on us. You put the paragraphs right, talking about heat culture, and they didn't even do anything with it. Yeah. Jimmy Hurt is uh, seems like he's still nagging him. Yeah. So no Jimmy last night in the loss to the Bucks. Yeah, a little disappointed in the boys. So that's a reason to be disappointed as a Miami Heat fan. But I will give Heat fans everywhere, especially on this show, reason for optimism, and it is our guy Triple J. Jaime Jaquez Jr., who in his rookie campaign now through 18 games is flat out having a better rookie season than the ultimate heralded star point guard for the Portland Trailblazers, Scoot Henderson, drafted by Joe Cronin. Uh, Stone, would you just indulge as I uh, you know, read off these stats right here line by line? Please. Uh, when you go to points per game, Jaime Jaquez Jr., drafted 18th outside of the lottery. Scoot Henderson, drafted second. Who do you think has the edge there? Let's go Jaime. Jaime Jaquez Jr., 11 points to Scoot's nine. Rebounds, Jaime Jaquez Jr. leads. 
Assists, Scoot Henderson's got that one, four to two. But every other statistical category that matters, steals per game, the edge goes to Jaime Jaquez Jr. Blocks, the edge to Jaime. Turnovers, Scoot is blowing out the water, Jaime, but that's not the one that you want to be in the lead in. Field goal percentage, three-point percentage, free throw percentage, Jaime Jaquez Jr. through the first month and a half, two months of the NBA season has looked like a an NBA vet. He's looked like a rookie that is going to be a mainstay in this league for years to come, and him being married to Heat culture, showing flashes of Jimmy Butler's play style, uh, being a guy that Eric Spolstra plainly trusts out there in closing lineups and has started some games. Yeah. You have to be thrilled as a Miami Heat fan that he was not sent out for 34, 35-year-old Damian Lillard. You just have to be. <clears throat> I know you want Lillard on this team. Of course. But you have Jaime Jaquez Jr. now for the foreseeable future, plus whatever the Heat are able to do with the assets not named Triple J. Yeah, I think the coolest part about it all, too, it's before the season even started, one of the things that you said, and I do remember this vividly, actually, you said, I'm excited to see who emerges as that guy unexpectedly. Yeah. Like, who's going to step up that none of the fans thought would? It's going to be a difference maker for these guys. And he's going to contribute and, and force them into the playoffs and, and help them get there, right? And obviously, this guy has become Jaime Hawkins Jr. And I think another cool thing for me is the nickname he was given last night. I don't know if it was Charles Barkley. I think it might have been Bill Walton. I can't necessarily remember, but what do you, uh, how are you feeling about Hockter J? <laughs> I mean, come on now. Uh, Hockter J? I, I like it. I call him Jaime on the spot. Like, <laughs> That's like, not bad either. Like Johnny on the spot because he's always in the right position. He's going to have to iron one out, right? Because we got Triple J. Triple J's already there. We Jared got Hockter J. And we got, I already forgot what, what you like the most. Oh, Jaime on the spot. Yeah, <laughs> Jaime on the Jaime spot. Jaime on the spot. So here, how about this? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Are you happy Jaime's still on the heat? And also... Do you have a Jaime Jaquez Jr. nickname we can go with here on out, here on LaVica Theo and Stone, 888-760-3776? Because Stone, to me, yes, we can go back and forth on nicknames and all of this stuff. I am comforted in knowing that this is a guy that you're going to be able to rely on. He's only going to get better from here. We knew he was going to be able to contribute. We didn't think it would be this early and to this level. He's already playing nearly 30 minutes a game. Like, Jaime Jaquez Jr. is the light at the end of the tunnel for the Heat to look forward to no matter what happens with this season. And at the same time, I think he can help them to a playoff series win. Like, he could be a guy that contributes to get the Heat on another playoff push here, and we're seeing the results of it or the evidence of it here throughout the regular season. I'm excited. So much so, and I think what's unique and at the same time not unique at all is that he landed with the perfect team. Mm. Like, like, shout out to the... Research squad, the guys who break down all the tape and the ones when it comes draft time who have watched Jaime play four straight years in the starting lineup for the UCLA Bruins. His gameplay, his style matches the patience that Jimmy Butler plays Come with. Uh, I was a little upset Tim Legler kept calling him a guard. He, he's not a guard. Not really. Um, but he does match this team. The patience, a lot of the pick and roll, like some of the simple things that the Heat do better than everybody else. Jaime fits right into that. There's a reason he's playing so many minutes. There's a reason he plays minutes and he's useful in those minutes. And it's again in a in a season where it's it's early. You're not used to the Heat really trying hard early throughout it. And it's also you don't get to see your team in the in season tournament. There's a lot of reasons to be down 
on the Miami Heat. I think Jaime Jaquez Jr. is something to hang your hat on. Um, one thing we didn't get to in the listening lunch was uh was, was my guy Fat Joe Stone. Um, and 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 Fat Joe is 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 uh. He's he's an interesting character. He's one of those rappers we kind of probably grew up listening to. In, in, in interesting is a good way to put it. <laughs> he's 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 a guy. He's a name. Um, do we have that? Do we have the audio on Fat Joe? Um, Fat Joe is one of his nicknames. I love how you're stumbling around trying to get to this audio. Right, right. I was it's, just making sure we had it. Well, and it's also hard to kind of give context to in the first place and all of these. I mean, it's just, it's a good piece. No, let's just go right to it. All right. So we were trying to find a nickname for Jaime Jaquez Jr. We're still in the search of that. We didn't get any good submissions. I, I like Jaime on the spot. One of Fat Joe's nicknames was Joey Crack. And I thought it was Joey Crack. We all thought it was Joey Crack because he was slinging rocks. And, and that was kind of the backstory. That's what he alluded to. But it just recently came out that there's a real reason why Fat Joe was named Joey Crack. Do you care to know, Stone? Of course. All right. Well, then let's hit, listen to none other than Fat Joe explaining to us why he uh, gained the nickname uh, Joey Crack. Like, I had these sweatpants on, and that's where my name Joey Crack comes from because my pants used to sag, and the girls in the, in the projects used to say Joey Crack. So everybody officially knows in Jersey where Joey Crack comes from. They see my completely big because I kept getting up okay do you have more respect or less respect for for Fat Joe now that you know that it's uh it's not about him moving weight it's more so about him uh being a little overweight and having a little ass out more stands up more respect for just coming out and saying it right breaking down the details (laughs) giving it to us straight love it how do you not have you ever had the situation has anybody ever told you your pants kind of falling off do you not feel the breeze I'm a frequent free baller so it happens all the time and it just I, I don't believe in wearing drawers depending on what you're wearing uh, pants sweat, whatever it is so oftentimes the cracks out letting it fly uh, I think it's a, a boast of confidence well, are, are you a free baller because all your drawers have holes in them that's, or? That, that's I don't no comment <laughs> no comment we gotta clean that I'm, you know what Christmas is coming up and for both you and for Ken Levicka, who again is out um, today because he's he's in court handling business. You're gonna get us some packs of underwear. I'm gonna get y'all a pack. What 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 size do you wear? Uh, I, I didn't know like they're really size. Yeah, it's a medium. You I like them. See stuff. the fact that you don't know their sizes. <laughs> exactly. Let me know it's been so long. I didn't know there were sizes in underwear. I truly didn't. I thought it was yes. men's, women's, or like kids. No, there's sizes, and I'm gonna get you a pack of mediums. I only got like three pairs. It's like max. I'm gonna get both of you guys a pack of draws for Christmas. That's my Christmas gift to you. You ain't got to call me Santa. Call me Teddy. Levicka Theo and Stone on ESPN 106.3. I'm seeing a stat here. It says the Panthers are still mathematically not eliminated from the playoffs at 1 in 10. What is that number, math-wise? Math 0.06? You're telling me there's a chance. You know we can add to our championship weekend best bets? Yeah. The buck spread. This is the Baker Bowl. We're yeah. both loving on this one. And you want to watch your Panthers demise so who, keep going. And pa- I want to watch. Who's Panthers? Your, your my former Panthers. That's my ex. Don't talk about my ex. My, my fiance's listening. <laughs> your Carolina Panthers. Uh-uh. I mean, come on, baby. The Bucks are going to get this game out right. We got a nasty parlay getting built. <laughs> All right. So what's our parlay right now? We got, we got Bama. On the money line against Georgia. Yep, plus 180. 
We got we got Louisville on the money line against Florida State. Plus 120. And then we got the Bucks. God, you know what? I haven't even taken a look at yeah. that line, but that, that line no is... No matter what the line is, Tampa right? Bay minus five and a half. We're taking the points. So we're taking the points. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll give them minus five and a half bucks. That... Do I have to watch the Panthers Bucks game? No, 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 no. Okay, I don't just, have to watch. Just watch the cash rolling. Okay, watch the cash roll. That's what I'll do. Uh, I'm about to head out for my Cancun bachelor trip. Um, there was a question Aaron posed on on Twitter: How many buttons I will have down on my shirts? And Aaron, I will let you know right now here live on the radio. I don't believe in buttons, baby. One, two, three, Cancun. Ken's back tomorrow. I'm out for the rest of the week. Stone LeBanowitz, thanks so much for uh, giving me that terrible top four you had. Hey, FSU, you're not going to be in it. Peace.